0: <clears throat> let's pray. Uh, we, we're going to do um, a short message. It's more like a reflection, a meditation, or something that the Lord has is, is been um, sharing with me and, and teaching me. and It had to do with the idea that God is with us. So let's pray before we get into this. Thank you so much, Lord, because you're so good, and you allow us to see how you move, how you are moving everywhere, Lord. And we are so happy to be part of this as a church, and the way that you move and the way that you... Um, move the brothers and sisters, Lord, so they can support as well these missionaries, Lord. We are thankful to be part of this and help us, Lord, to keep um, being part, an active part of all this, Lord. Um, we want to share the gospel. We want your kingdom to reach uh, everywhere, Lord. And um, now I pray that you can help us uh, to hear your voice and um, to see what you wanna, want us to learn. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, as I said, I want to share uh, something very brief uh, about the idea of God with us, Emmanuel. And we're going to be reading Matthew 1 from verse 18 through 25. I go through seasons where the Lord started, for some reason I get stuck in certain things. And uh, I'm pretty sure you probably you do too. It, not too long ago I was stuck in Habakkuk. Now I'm stuck in this idea of what really means That God is with me. That God is with us. What what actually mean Emmanuel? So, And we've been talking at the house and home about this idea. And so I just want to share what the Lord had told me. Matthew 1, uh, verse 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph... All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophets. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they should call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. This is the fulfillment of the prophecy that we see back in Isaiah, in Isaiah 7. And, and we see this in, in Isaiah uh, for the most part. But we also see little parts in other books of the Old Testament, other prophets. Um, and in the context of Isaiah, was, the Lord ordered Isaiah to go to talk to Ahaz. Hopefully, as, as always, I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying the name right. Ahaz, A-H-A-S-Z. Um, he told him to go and talk to him. And uh, he will send uh, a Savior for Israel. Um Ahaz was, wasn't was the best king as his father was, or as David was, uh uh his great 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 grandfather. And uh we find that in Second Kings that he was not a good king. He, Second Kings said, and he did not do what was right in the eyes of the Lord his God, as his father David had done. He was definitely not a good a good king. Um and um it was a time of trouble. People was getting together to go and attack uh, Judah, this, this, uh, where he was came from. Uh, there was corruption, there was idolatry, was obviously bad leadership, knowing that he was not a good king. And this is the time that the Lord chose to put this prophecy on. This is the time where the Lord said, you know what, it's time to let them know that a savior is coming. And, and this kind of, um, times. Not long after that, we find the deportation to Babylon. So it's definitely not a good time for, Um, Israel. Israel was going through a really hard time. Uh, But God promised the Prince of Peace and Emmanuel to come during those days. Um, It's interesting how Matthew, when you go to the... We didn't read the first part of Matthew, but Matthew does a great job connecting us with that prophecy because he used uh, the genealogy. And if you read in part of the genealogy in verse 9... Uh, Matthew 1 9 they say and Uzziah the father of Hotham and Hotham the father of Ahaz and Ahaz the father of Ezekiel um and already put us in the context okay there is a line this is a genealogy line that connects us from there to where we are right now with the announcement of Jesus and also it's interesting to see how Matthew focused mostly on the obedience of Joseph when you when we really look we see the obedience of Mary. So it's very interesting, those small details that to me it was like, well, yeah, I never realized that. So let's go from verse 18 to 19. Now the birth, we, we're going to read now the same passage, but in parts. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with a child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. Until this point, Joseph had all the right to just live for. He didn't know better. All he knew is that Mary was pregnant, and obviously, as I would think, it's like something happened in there that I don't want to be part of it, or maybe something is not right in there. So I have all the right, the rules, the tradition, the leaders, the law allow me to do this. He could have just walked away. He could have done that, and he will be okay. He will not be doing anything wrong. And it said that he was a just man, and the, as we read, he was not just gonna leave her, but he also was considering to do it in love, meaning that he will not want to put her in shame. So he was gonna do it nicely. I don't want to, I don't want to hurt you. I'm, I'm, I'm considering to leave you, but I'm gonna do it quietly. So it's, this is not a big show. This is not a big deal because he didn't want to put her in shame. So he was gonna act in a nice way, and if he did it it will be totally fine until this point. Now, obviously, we will find out that something happened here um, that will challenge his faith and his obedience. So let's keep reading. Uh, Verse 20. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you should call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sin. This is the part that kind of hit me, uh, that something happened here as greatly and more important to what the law allowed him to do. He could have just walked away, and he would be fine. But something greatly happened, and it's obviously, as we see, is the Lord talking to him through the angel. It's the voice of the Lord giving him an order, telling him, telling him what to do. Um, and it was so um, interesting to think in the life of Hosea... Hosea, is that right? Hosea, the prophet. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, when the Lord called him to marry, um, I have a hit, Gomer. You guys, you guys know this story, kind of. Yeah. She wasn't the, a very nice uh, woman, right? She was sleeping around. The Lord told him, "Hey, you gotta go marry that woman, and not just like she was in those you know bad habits. But also after they got married, she continued those bad habits." Hosea could have just walk away. Hey, I don't want nothing to do with this. The law allow me to just give her, you know, a letter of divorce and walk away. But something is happening here that is greatly to what the law allow me to do, which is the commandment and the voice of the Lord. And that kind of hit me hard, um, because usually we, we tend to do what we are allowed to do. Oh, it's, the Bible doesn't prohibit the, do this or that, so why not? Well, it's something greater that should shape or filters those decisions for us, right? And we can see it in this story. Um, we as, as children of God, I, I wrote a, f- a few things here that we see in the Bible, that we our life doesn't belong to us. We we learn that. Our life doesn't belong to us. We're just instruments in His hands. And uh, in order to please our God, we had to die to ourselves, And that's a hard one. I got to tell you, that's a hard one, to die to ourself, because we usually want to do As much we can, as far we are, you know, in the safe area and the right legal, you know, area of the world, or on the church, or if you are at work, whatever, you know, you just want to do as much you can without, and still be nice, and still be good, and still be fine. Uh, But we, as children of men, as children of God, we are not here to fulfill our own flesh desires anymore. We are not here to make treasure in this world. We are here for something so much. Greater than all this. We are here for something, uh, greater, which is extend and live for the kingdom of our Lord. And Joseph and Mary, um, they saw this and they understood this and they did what the Lord told them to do. Um, so let's, let's keep, let's keep reading. Verse 22. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin should conceive and bear a son and they should call his name Emmanuel. When Joseph woke from his sleep, I'm sorry, which mean God with us. When Joseph woke from his sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now this name uh, Emmanuel comes from the Hebrew, which means as we read it, God with us. We see the root there. There is El, as we get the the word for Elohim, El Shaddai and El Roy, and all those names that belong to God. Um, and one of the interesting questions that um, I heard in the past, well, a while ago, I haven't heard it lately, but I remember hearing it, which is why uh, they call him Jesus if the prophecies say you should call his name Emmanuel. And we see later that they call him Jesus. Well, I think it's, it's not that hard to explain this. My name is Gerardo, as you guys know that. And uh but my mom called me Gerardito, which is kinda like a cute way to call my name because I'm still her baby and all that. My wife called me honey when she liked me and she's not upset. My brothers call me Fatty and all those are you know, they relate with me and they, they connect their that people they connect them with me. And when they call my name and my friends call me Pelado because I used to be bullhead and that's what I mean, uh I know that they're calling my name. And because they related with me. We see in Isaiah that we find a few names that they also are to call or Lord. Like, uh, their name, his name should be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of course, we have here Emmanuel. His official name, if you want, is Jesus. And we read it in the same uh, in Saint Matthew 1. That's the name that the angel told him that he should call the baby, Jesus which means mean uh, the Lord save uh, or the Lord's salvation. But all these names are no doubt roughly given to them. So if you want to call your, your Lord, you know, Prince of Peace, that's totally fine. That, that's fine. It's in the Bible too. But his official name is Jesus. Just want to put that in there just in case you were wondering too. Um, and this is the idea of God itself here in earth. You know, for many, many years, I thought that it it was referring to the spiritual idea, and we will talk about that too, but of that God is with me. Wherever I go, He's with me in my heart. But no, the name actually means that it's God coming down here physically, being part of us in flesh. Fully God, fully man. He came here for us. Never happened before. Oh, sorry. Never happened before, but now we can be on the other side looking back. It's like, that's amazing because that trigger... This um, uh, this truth to know that God today now is with us for everything that he did when he was here in flesh. And this is great because it changed, the whole, or should change, the way that we see the world and the way that we live our life. Um, the theology of deism, and hopefully I'm saying it right in English, but in Spanish it's deismo, which uh, I think that I read is deism. It tells us that there is a creator that he make everything that exists. He give an amount of energy and throw it and just let it go until pretty much run out of energy. And he's watching everything that's happening without having interaction, without caring for what's necessarily caring for what's happening. He's just letting it be. And someday that word is just gonna end of energy and just gonna die. And God is looking. That's not what we believe. Our Bible doesn't share that kind of God. Our Bible share a God that cares and loves us enough to come here Come, live His glory, come here to give us this opportunity to have a relationship with Him. And and this is amazing. And, and this should change the way that we live our life. Um, now, there's two ways that we can live or understand or grasp or grab this idea of that God is with us or that we are taking advantage of this God being present. And, and I heard a long time ago, and I want to share with you. One is, think about the, the times that you used to go to a concert. If you're still going to a concert, you can think about it right now. But for me, it was the old time when I used to go to concerts and I have these guys that I really enjoy and I will read about them. And I knew their life, when they start playing, what kind of instrument they play, and the tours that they did. And I would sing their song. I would know their song. I would know their life. I would know their albums. I would know everything about them. And when the song play on the radio, I will sing two of those songs, Right. Think about the idea that you go to a concert of this guy, and you are there, and the guy show up, and you're like, whoa, that's amazing. You sing their song with that guy, and you're happy to be there because he is there too. He's present right there. And you are here down, and he's up on the stage. That's one way to see God in his presence. But a different way is to know the same artist in backstage. It's a very different way to know that artist going backstage, sit down with him, And talk to him. Hey, I've been watching you for so long. I've been reading about you so long. What is all this about? Let me tell you something a a little bit about me too. And, and know this guy in a different level. The question is, for me, the question was where I am. Like, I'm part of the public or I'm part of this friendship, this relationship to have, that I have with this, with this artist. In our case, with God. Am I just coming here every Sunday or every Bible and just to sing songs and learn about him? And then when I go home and I forget about it until the next concert? Or actually I'm sitting down with him every day to know about this great God that we have. And enjoy God being present, God being with us, sorry, to, to his presence. It's so different. And the, and the difference is in the way that we live our life. Because when we understand who God is and we know him and we live understanding that God is with us, in fact, he is with us, we approach the problems differently. We think about what's happening around us differently. We pray differently. We worship different. We read our Bible different. We do everything different. Because now it's not that God is up there. He's here. Sure, I see him. He's up on the stage. But it's different when he's right next to me or he's sitting right in front of me. And I can talk to him and have a relationship with him. The idea that God is with us is just, it, it rocked my world. And you know, the, the, the interesting thing is that today is not so different as it used to be in the time of Ahaz. Uh, 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 um, we're still having wars. We still have bad leadership, for sure. There's still corruption. There's still a lot of those things. We live in the same thing. And the Lord is still is Emmanuel, God with us. Um, this idea should trigger in our life that where His peace is in abundance. Is, is always bringing more peace to us. If you are knowing your Lord backstage, knowing Him, you will know and believe Him that He will bring that peace that we need today for everything that's happening. Um, it should also take care of our worries because we will know that we can go in prayer and know that he will take care of those worries. As he promised that he will. It will take care of our basic needs. All the basic needs that we always worry. Why? Because he promised that he will do. If we focus on the things that are about his kingdom, all the rest it will just come along. The Lord will take care of that. It's the way that we live our life the way it should affect when we understand that God is with us. But the key is to spend more time with him. Backstage, not just just not being part of the public and just clapping. And no, you want you and me want to spend time with him backstage, knowing him. Uh, Surely he will rock our world when 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 you start knowing him more, because the way that you go through the world, it's not like you don't care. Obviously, you still will care, but you you live resting on him. And I have seen the reason why I want to share with this is because I see so much. Uh, worry and anxiety and people unrest for everything that's happening around. I read news in my country. I read news from Africa. We read the news here as well, and people is worry. And, and and we should be worried for sure. But what we do with that worry? That's the point. If we know that God is with us, we take that worry, get on our knees, and give it to the Lord. He asks us to do that. He's telling us to do that. What do we do when we don't have something? Again, trust in the Lord, He will provide. Have you seen the flowers in the mountains? Have you seen the birds? How they dress? How they fly? How I'm not gonna care for you. How I'm not gonna care for you if you are my child. The Lord is promising all those things. I just wanna I just wanna share with that uh, with you that it's it's just been so it's been such a blessing to rest. Knowing that God is with me, and no matter what's happening around that, which is pretty ugly, God is with me. What can, what can I? What can I, What am I gonna lose? That I may die tomorrow? As somebody say, so what? I'm going with Him tomorrow if I had to die. So that's the worst that's gonna happen to me. Psh, I don't wanna die, obviously. I wanna, uh, but but if if it happens, dang, I'm going with Him. I'm gonna have full peace. I'm gonna be complete no pain anymore i'm 40 i'm already feeling like her all over the place i'm old yeah god with us god with us just leave that think about that idea that god is with you and starting this new year remember god is with you and that should not be taken lightly let's pray thank you so much lord for the peace that you bring to our heart when we repeat that and we understand and we think about it that we are not alone that the creator, almighty, all-powerful, creator of everything, Lord, is with me. Is with us. That you came one day, physically, you were walk around us with a plan of salvation. You live. You teach us. You die. And then you, you, raise, you raise yourself up to the heavens so we can have a relationship with you. Lord, I, I, I want to... Understand more. I want to live my life knowing and convinced 100%, hopefully one day, that you are with me. Sometimes I forget about it. That's why I say 100%. Sometimes I forget. And sometimes I worry. And sometimes I have to remind myself, no, you are with me. Help us, Lord, to start this new year with this new mentality that the Almighty Power, the Creator of everything, is with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's an awesome song to end with. He came to this world in His love. We don't have a God that is just watching you. He's got, we have a God that wants you wants you, and wants a relationship with you and wants to hear your worries. So remember, God is with you. And also remember that God is with you when you have to talk to somebody about Him. I know that I get nervous. So let's think about this this week. Share the gospel with someone remembering that God is with you. The Lord bless you.